everybody. This is Pastor Fields, uh, pastor of Greater Refuge Temple here in Washington, D.C., and Refuge Temple Annex in the Bronx, New York. And we're here uh, for yet another online Bible study. And I pray that all of you are being safe and taking every precaution uh, that we have asked, uh, been asked rather to take so you could be safe and healthy. Uh, and again, we're doing all we can to make sure that the word of God is going out there. I want to report, even in the midst of all this going on around us, people are giving their lives to the Lord, being baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, so we're moving forward, uh, and certainly we are mindful of the fact that uh, many of the saints are going through. Many people, many people around this world have lost loved ones due to this pandemic and we are praying for you uh, asking God to give you comfort and strength during these times all right we have been teaching uh, a, I guess you could call it a series on uh, the rapture and we're going to continue on uh, but before we move forward let's pray father we love you so much and we thank you for yet another opportunity to go into your word we ask that you would bless Every heart and mind, every home, oh God, that has opened its doors to, to your word on today. Send your blessings, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been talking about the rapture um, and the fact that the Lord is coming uh, to take his church out of here. And we've established the fact through the word of God that the rapture will happen before tribulation period starts. Uh, now, where I want to go to now is what happens after the rapture, uh, after the church has been caught up. Uh, and, of course, we, are, we were in First Thessalonians, I'm sorry, chapter 4, uh, verse 16. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise First, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this is uh, Paul's revelation of how the rapture will take place. The dead in Christ will rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up and will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, and we took you into book of Corinthians where he says that um, we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Uh, so the rapture is going to take place. What happens then? And th this is the subject of our lesson tonight. What happens after the rapture? And, and there are, are two significant, uh, significant events that will take place in heaven uh, after the rapture takes place. Uh, and you say, where is heaven going to be? We don't know uh, what planet it is. But I do know that it's, it's not here on earth. Uh, but the Lord is going to take us with him. There's an old song that uh, we used to sing back in the day in the 60s. I'm telling my age now. Where Jesus is, is heaven there. Uh, he's going to receive us unto himself. Um, and on earth, there will be tribulation, period. But the saints of God, we will be with Jesus. Uh, and there will be two events uh, that will take place 
after the rapture. We're going to talk about one of them. The two events, of course, the judgment seat of Christ and then um, the lamb, the marriage, rather, supper of the lamb, the, or the marriage feast of the lamb. Uh, but tonight we're talking about the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, the first phase uh, was completed on earth when each individual placed his or her faith on Christ. Um, the dowry was paid, the bridegroom's parent. Uh, God the Father would be the blood of, and the blood of Jesus Christ was shed on the bride's behalf. And the church uh, here on earth today, then we are betrothed to be with Jesus Christ. And, and what I'm going through right now is a little precursor or a little interview, I should say, uh, leading up to uh, the marriage feast of the Lamb. So you'll get a little sneak peek of it before I get into the judgment. Um, because we are the bride of Christ now, uh, and so he's coming to take his bride out of here, um, and he's going to take us up, and then um, he is going to judge the saints of God. After that, the marriage feast of the Lamb, and, and I don't want to confuse you, so let's stick with the marriage feast of the Lamb. Um, I'm sorry, the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. So, um, after the Lord descends from heaven with a shout, and we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air, uh, we're going to receive immediately a new resurrected body. If this earthly house, this tabernacle be dissolved, we have another building that's not made with hands, that's eternal in the heavens. Um, so uh, we're all going to have a resurrected body, a new body. We'll receive this body um, and we're going to need new bodies for the new place that we're going to uh, because our earthly bodies were only suited for down here and flesh and blood cannot go into the kingdom so he's going to give us brand new bodies and our resurrected bodies will be suited for the heavenly environment that we'll be living in uh, and Paul explained it like this and I'm sure that you've heard the scripture before so as also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. And it is raised in power. I'm going to read it uh, in a different translation. Uh, in the New Living Translation, it sounds like this. Our earthly bodies, which die and decay, will be different when they are resurrected. They will never die. Our bodies now disappoint us, but when they are raised, they will be full of glory. They are weak now, but when they are raised, they will be full of power. We'll have a glorified body. And uh, to the faithful, those who have held on uh, during their saved life, hallelujah. And remember the word of God told us, to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know your labor is not in vain, we will be rewarded for the work that we have done down here. Uh, and the operative word is work. And some people don't believe it. They think that God just saved them so they can speak in tongues. But uh, he gives us work to do. We are supposed to occupy until he comes and we're going to be judged 
uh, for what we have done down here on earth. So understand, because uh, salvation is more than just coming to church, singing and shouting. Uh, we should be about our Father's business. I'm going to take you to Matthew, the sixth chapter, and I'm doing this for a reason, um, because Jesus here is promising that uh, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Uh, Matthew 6 and 4 says that thine alms may be in secret and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And if I take you down, let's go down to verse 6. It says, but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. And he's talking about uh, this, and he's teaching the disciples, and one of them says, Lord, uh, why don't you teach us how we should pray? Um, and you know how the prayer goes, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come uh, on earth, as it is in heaven. So I'm not get, I want to stop right there because we've been talking about kingdom and he mentions while he's teaching him to pray that part of their prayer should be concerning the kingdom coming. Hallelujah. Now, uh, a lot of us, you know, we, we've uh, been taught about prayer. We've even, some of us have even taught about prayer, but how many times have you heard concerning prayer? Because most people just pray uh, Lord, bless me. Lord, give me this. Lord, do this. Uh, but Jesus, in teaching us how to pray, he says part of your prayer, hallelujah, should encompass praying concerning the kingdom coming. We should be concerned about the kingdom of God on earth now uh, and with its ultimate fulfillment in the future. And let me explain that further because uh, I'm praying, I'm praying for Jesus to return. Part of my prayer every day should be, Lord, come. Come and take us out of here. Come receive us because we should have a yearning uh, to see our God. Um, so, and I have in my notes, praying for Christ's return and for the establishment of God's eternal kingdom in the new heaven and the new earth. And while I'm here also, uh, I should be praying that uh, there is a spiritual presence and manifestation here on earth of the kingdom of God, a manifestation of the kingdom of God. And some of you have heard me preach about this. This should be a manifestation of the kingdom of God. And that simply means that when we come together here on earth, there should be power. Hallelujah. People should be getting delivered. That's what the kingdom is about. You understand? It's not in food. It's not in this, that, and the other, but it's about power. Hallelujah. And Jesus taught that. So in teaching them how to pray, he's saying you should be praying that the, the manifestation of the kingdom of God is prevalent here on earth, and you should also be praying that the kingdom will come. Hallelujah. That I will come and return and receive you unto myself. That's powerful. Uh, because a lot of people are just praying for blessings, praying for money, praying for husbands, praying for wives. But there's a scripture in my spirit that says that I should set my affections on things 
above. We should have a yearning to see Jesus. It should be a desire of yours. Hallelujah. It should be something that you're longing for. I want to see Jesus. I want to make it into glory. I want to spend eternity with him. So this is what the Lord is talking about in chapter 6. Um, so let's get deeper into this. What, what's going to happen here on earth after the rapture? Um, and I want to take you to 2 Corinthians now, chapter 5, verse 10. Um, and this is what Paul tells us. He says, for me, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, whether it be good or bad. So he says, we must all appear. And listen, he's not talking to sinners here. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the Corinthian believers, and he's telling them a biblical truth, every one of us. Listen, it is appointed once unto every man to die, and after death will come judgment. And the people of God, when he comes to rapture us, we are going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And Paul says that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he have done whether it was good or bad. Um, he's going to judge us. He's going to judge us. Listen, after the rapture, we're going to stand before him in judgment. The judgment seat uh, is not about whether or not we're going to make it into heaven. If you made the rapture, you, you're, on, you're on your way to heaven. Uh, if you made the rapture, listen, if the rapture happens and you're still here on earth, you're not going to heaven. No, sir. No. Uh, but if you have been faithful, if you've been living holy, remember that song, If I Live Right, Heaven Belongs to Me. Um, so if you have been caught up in the rapture, if you've made the rapture, hallelujah, you're with Jesus, you are in heaven. So what is the judgment all about? Uh, we're already in heaven. We're with Jesus uh, our sins have already been atoned. We've already been saved and delivered and set free from sin. We've lived our life here on earth. We've lived the saved life and we made the rapture. Now we're standing before God in judgment and we're not being judged for sin. We've already been judged for sin. I'm going to go into that in a few minutes. Hallelujah. But now we're standing before God and our works are being judged. Hallelujah. My works are being judged. And I'm going to dig deeper into that because some people feel like after they get saved, all I have to do is sit here. Um, and a lot of folks that are just sitting here are not even concerned about the fact that Jesus is coming again uh, for his church. Uh, and perhaps I should go in right into the judgments according to scripture. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, judgments uh, and, and as I forestated the first judgment uh, of the Lord Jesus uh, as it concerns you and I if you have been born again if you have received him was taken care of on the cross hallelujah we were guilty I was guilty of sin I was on my way to hell 
but I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and I gave my life to him. Somebody told me that Jesus died for my sins and that's what we're talking about all this week, isn't it? Leading up to resurrection day, he died for our sins. He paid a debt we could not pay. Hallelujah. I had a debt I couldn't pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. That's how the song goes. Uh, Jesus paid the bill for me. Uh, and he was the judge. And guess what? He knew I was guilty, but he forgave me of my sins, and he dropped the charges. Hallelujah. So if anybody says anything about your past, tell them Jesus dropped the charges. Now, I'm, I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm saved. I'm, I'm doing all I can to make it in. But when the rapture comes, after the rapture, I'm going to have to stand before God and give an account for everything I did in my body. Why? Because, hallelujah, to whom much is given, much is required. He has given us the Holy Ghost, but having the Holy Ghost and being freed from sin is not a license to do whatever you want to do in this body. So we're going to be uh, judged for the deeds in our body. And this is the next part I have to go into, the judgment of the saints before the judgment seat of Christ for our works. Hallelujah. There's another judgment that, that's talked about in the book of Matthew. That's the judgment of the Gentiles here on earth. And I'll read a little bit of that for you coming out of Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 46 when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left then shall the king say unto them on his right hand come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when uh, saw we thee a hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When he saw, rather, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in on naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, and as much as ye have done it unto one of these, least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in naked, and you clothed me not sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? And he will answer, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, hallelujah, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto eternal life. And quickly, I don't have time really to dig as deeply into this as I'd like. We're 
the Lord Jesus is letting them know um, in a roundabout way, uh, a lot of people think they're doing themselves justice or they're going to make it in uh, because perhaps they sit in a certain place or they have a certain position in the building. Hallelujah. But your works, if you make it in, your works are going to be judged. There'll be some, hallelujah, that won't even make it in. They're going to be pushed aside. Uh, they're going to be pushed aside. And there's another judgment that the Bible talks about, of course, uh, in Revelation chapter 20. It says, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to read it all because tonight we're dealing with uh, the judgment of Jesus uh, Christ or the judgment seat, I'm sorry, of Christ where he is judging us for our works. But uh, of these four judgments, uh, understand one has already transpired, uh, and that was Jesus dying on the cross, where uh, he is actually making it, it possible for me to be forgiven and the charges against me dropped so I can enter into the kingdom of God. So if someone believes in the Lord uh, and they get saved and they give their lives to him, the effectiveness of the judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross for sin uh, immediately comes upon him. Uh, because I've been born again, there is therefore now no condemnation. Uh, here I have in my notes, uh, thus the problem of sin will be solved eternally. Uh, when God fills me with the Holy Ghost, uh, I have eternal life. When he filled me with the Holy Ghost, he has given me eternal life. I'm saved. I have eternal life. I'm freed from the condemnation of sin. Because remember, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Uh, listen, he that believeth on him. I'm in John 3 and 8. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Hallelujah. And then, like I forestated, uh, it was Paul that says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Um, so, uh, although the saints are freed from the judgment of sin, the Bible says that the saints will be judged. The saints will be judged. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive, hallelujah, the things done in his body according to that uh, he have done, whether it be good or bad, hallelujah. So uh, we've got to think about this uh, I'm saved, I'm speaking in tongues, but what am I doing to glorify God? Am I working to please God? Or am I just satisfied uh, speaking in tongues? He can Messiah, hallelujah. He rides in the Honda, he tires my tie, hallelujah. But it's more than that, and, you, and you've got to be serious today, hallelujah. More today, I believe now than never before about your salvation. You don't have time to play games 
with your salvation, the righteous will scarcely make it in. Hallelujah. So you better get busy uh, doing the work um, that the Lord has called you to do, pleasing God. Hallelujah. So let's dig deeper into this. Uh, I need to talk to you about this because um, there are many people in the church, hallelujah, who are not really serious about this thing. Uh, they're not serious about whether or not the Lord is coming back for them. Uh, and a lot of the saints are living their lives as though we're supposed to stay here. And you've heard me say it before, but this place is not meant for us to stay here. Our preparation is all about being ready to see the Lord. Hallelujah. We are going to be ready to see the Lord. So um, now you know after the rapture, I have to give an account for everything that I have done in my body. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. My Lord, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon his found, this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Let that marinate in your mind for a little bit because um, every one of us is subject to a threefold judgment. Uh, you come over to this side, understand that we are all subject to threefold judgment. Um, the first, as I forestated, was as a sinner. Hallelujah. We were all in sin. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. He has taken us out of sin, brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Um, so that judgment is passed, right? John says in chapter 5 of his gospel, verse 24, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come, listen, he shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Before I was saved, I was, I was going on my way to death. Hallelujah. On my way to death, I was going to die. I was, I was not going to live eternally, not with God, uh, but because I've been born again, there is therefore now no condemnation. Hallelujah. And that condemnation has been passed from death. It has been changed from death unto life. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. My God, I thank God for the word of God. Hallelujah. Whoever hears my word and believes on him, he has everlasting life and shall not come under condemnation. It is passed from death unto life. I love that. I'm feeling that in my spirit. I have eternal life. 
Hallelujah. When, I, when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, he gave me eternal life. I don't understand how people can just talk about, I'm going to lay my Holy Ghost down. Or, hallelujah, how they can just walk away from salvation. How can you neglect so great a salvation? Hallelujah. Well, um, the second part of this judgment that every believer is subject to is a sinner. Yes, that's past, but now we are the sons of God. Uh, so as a son, this judgment is present. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 11, uh, and we read this all the time when we do communion, most of us, right? And we do it ritualistically, but I'm not sure if we're really listening and applying it to our lives. This is the judgment that we go through presently before we take the Lord's Supper. Before we come to the altar, before we drink of his blood and eat of his flesh, uh, Paul read, wrote these words, rather, he said, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Hallelujah. Later on in that same chapter, uh, he would say these words in verse 31, right, 1 Corinthians 11 and 31, he says, for if we would judge ourselves, we won't be judged. Examine yourself. Check yourself. How do I do that through the word of God? Am I measuring up to the word of God? Hallelujah. And it's important for me to do this uh, so I could make it in because I don't want to miss the rapture. And Paul said on another occasion, no man looks into the glass, and I'm paraphrasing, and sees he needs to make an adjustment and walks away from the mirror without combing his hair or taking care of whatever needs to be taken care of. And when we look into the word of God, it's like looking into a mirror. He says, judge yourself and you won't have to worry about what happens when you have to stand before God. If we judge ourselves, we would not, we should not be judged. I'm gonna read it. Remember, this is the communion scripture, but when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. I'm a believer. I have no business being condemned with the world. Hallelujah. So that this judgment seat of Christ has nothing to do with judging me for my sins. I've made it in. I'm in heaven, but my works are going to be judged. My works are going to be judged. So the third part of this threefold judgment that every believer is subject to uh, we talked about the fact that he's a sinner, and that's past. Uh, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, I've been judged for my sins at the cross, and uh, he dropped the charges for me. And as a son, that's presently. Uh, I'm judging myself. I'm checking myself. I'm, I'm measuring myself against the word to see uh, if I'm where I should be. If I'm measuring up, if I'm pleasing God, I'm judging myself. Saints, we got to stop spending all this time judging other folks and judge yourself. Examine yourself. The third part now is as a steward. Hallelujah. The things that I have been uh, held responsible for as a born-again believer, this judgment is going to happen in the future. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans, uh, and that's Romans chapter 14, and that's going to be at verse 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou set it not thy brother? 
we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah. Paul is saying, why don't you, why don't you spend time judging other people? Everybody's going to have to give an account for themselves. You're going to have to answer to God for yourself. I'm going to say it one more time. Everybody has to answer to God for themselves. Listen, there are different kinds of people in the church. Yep. Uh, we have different temperaments. We have different personalities. Uh, the different kinds of believers. Um, there's, uh, if, if, if we would talk about it, there are faithful folks in the church and there are unfaithful people. I'm going to give you scripture, Matthew 25 and 21. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into uh, the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's in the parable of the talents. Uh, and there was uh, those who were faithful, and then there was one who was not faithful. All right? And, and uh, hallelujah. The master came back and checked to see what they had done with what he had given them, the talents, right? Uh, and there was one who complained, you didn't give me as much as you gave the others. Uh, and Jesus, the master, dealt with him pretty harshly uh, and told him to get out of my face. Hallelujah. So there are those who are faithful in the house and those who are unfaithful. Um, and then there are spiritual folk and there are carnal folk in the house of God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 3 and 1. Paul says, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you uh, as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Hallelujah. He's, 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 he's the pastor and he's a little upset with them because they're, they're not where they should be spiritually. And listen, the Corinthian church uh, was a prosperous church. If you looked at it, every gift was in operation in this church, but he looks at them and he calls them carnal. A lot of you are carnal. You're not, you're not spiritual. Hallelujah. Listen, God is not coming back for a carnal church. Uh, some of us need to grow up a little bit and mature so we can be ready when Jesus comes. Don't let him catch you uh, with your works undone. There are those who are diligent, those who are careless. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 15 through 17. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. I'll read that again. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. You should be wise. Understand what God's will is going to have to give an account for all of this stuff that we're doing uh, and understand that some of the stuff that we're claiming we're doing to glorify God, uh, it's not really giving God the glory. Hallelujah. And so uh, understand that if you expect to get a reward, then you're going to have to do what is expected of you as, as a child of God. Uh, if any man's work abide 
which he have built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Hallelujah. I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15. Paul is writing, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. He's going to try my works. And I'll use myself as an example. After the rapture, I'm going to have to stand before Jesus, and he's going to take everything I've done during my saved life. Hallelujah. Those things that he gave me to do, my ministry, my prayer life, all of this stuff, and he's going to try it in the fire. Hallelujah. And we're going to appear before him. Understand this. We're going to appear before him as we are. I'm going to say it again, then I'm going to explain it. When we stand before him, we're going to stand before him as we are. Hallelujah. He's going to try us, try our works by fire. Uh, what kind of work did we render to the Lord? And now we're standing before him as we are, not as people saw us. It will have nothing to do with the perception that people had about us. You know, uh, oh, she was a great this, he was a great that. And that's what people saw. And remember that scripture that says man looks on the outer appearance, but God is looking on the inside. We can't hide anything from the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to be standing there by yourself. And you can't stand before him with a resume or you're not going to be able to stand before him and talk about this, that, and the other. And I built this. You're going to stand before him as you are. Listen to this. Hallelujah. If we've rendered what we should have rendered to the Lord, not the appearance of that work, but we're told that the thing that counts more with God, hallelujah, is the reality of it all. Were you doing it? to glorify God, when you're doing it to glorify God. Every man's work, I'm back in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he have built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And I'll read further. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. So if your works are put in the fire, hallelujah, and they burn up and shrivel up, you yourself may be saved. Uh, but your works will be lost. And verse 16 is a clincher. Don't you know that your body is the temple of God? Hallelujah. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are ye? 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. Hallelujah. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord come who both will bring to light. He will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. So I'm going to have to stand before him. Hallelujah. In reality, the contents of my heart. 
Hallelujah. What was in your heart when you did it? Did you really love the people? Were you really doing it to glorify me? Or were you doing it simply for the accolades of men? And I'm sorry, perhaps all you'll get is a pat on the back down here. But God is not impressed if you're not doing it to glorify him. Hallelujah. So we'll be standing before him and our works will be tried. And I'm going to have to give an account. Hallelujah. Now this is happening during tribulation. We are in glory. Having gotten to the marriage feast of the Lamb, hallelujah, but we're going to be spending time being judged for our works. Hallelujah. And when we appear before the judgment seat, as I said, we will appear to God in our reality. Hallelujah. Just as we really, truly are, the real deal, hallelujah, will be revealed. The actual intents of my heart, hallelujah, it will all be uncovered. And God is going to deal with us concerning what we have done, why we did it. Hallelujah. And uh, again, we'll have to give an account for what we have done. Hallelujah. And Romans 14 and 12 tells me that there are no exceptions. Hallelujah. So then every one of us, every one of us, read it yourself. Romans 14 and 12, every one of us shall give an account of himself to who? To God. To God. To God. Hallelujah. Every one of us. There'll be no exceptions. Say it with me. There'll, there'll be no exceptions. Hallelujah. There's no uh, get out of it card that you could hand to the angel and say, let me bypass this. No. Uh, everything is going to be uncovered. Hallelujah. And every one of us will have to give an account for what we have done. And I'm glad about it. Hallelujah. I'm glad about it. So, um, Listen to this. Um, there's some things that God is going to judge us concerning, whether we have sought to live for God's glory or whether we were trying uh, to live just to please ourselves. Second Corinthians 5.15, um, and that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Um, so he's going to question and he's going to reveal whether or not we were doing to glorify him or whether we were just doing it to please ourselves. We're going to be judged concerning how we used our time. Hallelujah. How you use your time. My God. How you use your time. I must work the works uh, of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh uh, when no man can work. That's for you lazy saints. He's going to deal with you concerning how you dealt with your time. I gave you time. Hallelujah. I gave you the time you needed and you sat there. You wouldn't read my word. You wouldn't do this. You wouldn't do that. Hallelujah. And then you want a crown. You want a reward. God's going to deal with you. Your works may be burned. You may have made it in, but your works are going to be burned. Hallelujah. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. He's going to judge us. I, don't, I can't go into everything. We'd be here all night. But understand, hallelujah, how we used our time, how we used our money. Hallelujah. Whether or not we were concerned concerning the, those who were lost. Hallelujah. Believe it or not, there are folks in the church who are only concerned about 
uh, where they are. They don't witness to nobody. They don't talk to nobody telling them that Jesus saves. Uh, he's going to judge me concerning my prayer life, whether or not we have been faithful in prayer. I'll take you there. Luke chapter 18, uh, verse 1, he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not faint. Men ought always to pray. And you might say, well, God is going to deal with me concerning my prayer life. Yes. Hallelujah. Men ought always to pray. Men ought always to pray. He's going to judge me concerning the words that come out of my mouth. Having the Holy Ghost does not give you license to say whatever you want to say out of your mouth. Hallelujah. And I know you say, Fields, what are you talking about? I'm talking about what I just said. He's going to judge us, and I'm going to give you scripture for it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 Jesus said it. I know he said it because it's in red letters. <laughs> but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof. Oh, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to back up because some of y'all think just because you are a missionary or because you are the bishop or because you've been in church all these years that you can talk to people any old kind of way and say whatever you want. I'm on my way to heaven. Yes, but God's going to deal with you. And Jesus says it, Matthew 12, write it down, Matthew 12, verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Every idle word, my attitude towards the brethren, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. That's Romans 12 and 10. Hallelujah. Our work will have to be accounted for. I'm going to read it again for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, every man's work Verse 13, shall be made manifest for the day, shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it was. So, uh, when I stand before the Lord, and there are two kinds of materials the Lord is talking about here, and I'm going to read a portion of it again. Now, if any man build upon his foundation gold, Silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest. I read that earlier. For the day shall declare it. Hallelujah. Because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Listen to these words. Of two kinds of materials, that which abides the testing of fire and which is purified by the fire. Hallelujah. So if your work is as precious stones, gold, silver, it will be simply purified. Uh, but if your, if your work measures to be wood or hay or stubble, it will easily burn up. Hallelujah. Because it was worthless. I know that's, that's some strong stuff, but some of the stuff we say we're doing, hallelujah, and, and, and people may be saying it's great, but God may look at it and say it's nothing but wood or hay 
us double. He's going to try our works in the fire. Hallelujah. The life we live and the way we serve is one of two kinds, either that which will stand the test, the fire, or it will not. The life we lived. Yes, you had the Holy Ghost, but how did you carry yourself? The life we live and the way we serve. The life we lived and the way we serve. I'm going to say it again. The life we lived and the way we serve. Hallelujah. So here we are. Uh, we have to pre prepare ourselves to stand before Jesus. Um, I want to make the rapture, yes, but understand when I get, I get with him, he's going to talk to me about what kind of job I did for him in the kingdom. That, that immediately tells me that we're all responsible. We have a responsibility to do what God has asked us to do to the best of our ability. Uh, whatever he's given me, do it to please God, do it to glorify God. Uh, some, when they stand before the Lord, um, after our works have been tried, uh, we're going to get his approval. Uh, I'm going to read it for you in Matthew chapter 25, verses 21 through 23. His Lord said unto him, well done, right? Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done. Hallelujah. He didn't have as much. I may not have as much as the next person, but whatever God gives me, I am responsible to use what he has given me to be effective to the best of my ability and what he has given me to do to please God. His Lord said unto him, well done. Hallelujah. You took what I gave you and you used it to glorify me. Like good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent. And we were talking about this earlier. Uh, this is what he said to the Lord. I knew thee that thou art an hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid the talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. You're wicked and you're slothful. You're wicked and you're slothful. You knew that I reap where I sow not and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming, and then at my coming, and then at my coming, I should have received mine own usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which have ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given. That hath shall abundance. But from him that have not shall be taken away even that which he have. And cast ye unto the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Saying thou shalt, uh, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, so there will be some who will be approved, some who will be disapproved, and some will receive promotion. Uh, Luke chapter 19, and he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. Hallelujah. So what's going to happen then after 
we get to uh, be with the Lord and he is, we're standing before him uh, and he is judging our works. Hallelujah. And here we are. Uh, he's, we are going to receive our crowns. Hallelujah. We're going to receive our crowns. Uh, and I love this. And everybody, everybody loves getting uh, rewards for what they've done. And, and the Lord, uh, there are certain things in the word of God that tells us and lets us know Hallelujah, that if we hold on to the end, if we are faithful, we'll, we'll get a crown. If, if, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Uh, those who were living a disciplined life, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, let's read it. Uh, for those who lived a, a disciplined life, and every man that striveth for the mastery is, is temperate in all things, now... They do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we are incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so far I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it under subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself shall be a castaway. So I'm going to receive uh, an incorruptible Crown, Say it with me, an incorruptible crown. Let me go up um, to verse 9. I think I went a little ahead of myself. It is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the, the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care of the oxen? And I'm in the wrong chapter. Uh, and I'll move on because I'm running out of time. Uh, let me move down again and I'll try to see it. Forgive me. All right. Uh, Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they that do it to obtain uh, a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. So I was in the right place. Sorry, I'm going too fast. Then uh, there are those who are going to receive a crown of life. Uh, and this is the crown that we'll receive for uh, enduring trials. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to reward me for enduring the trials and the tribulations that I went through. And the, and the trial didn't push me out, but it brought me closer to him. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. My Lord, then there'll be those who will receive the crown of rejoicing. And that's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Um, and the crown of rejoicing is given to those uh, uh, for their soul-winning service. Um, those who didn't mind witnessing and telling others about, hallelujah, the fact that Jesus saves. Uh, for what is our hope, our joy, or crown of rejoicing? For not even ye in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, for ye are our glory and our joy. Hallelujah. And there's going to be a crown, hallelujah, of glory. Uh, those who are shepherding the flock. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 5, verses 2 um, through 4. 2 Peter, let's see if we could find it. Real quick, for some reason, I've lost my place. Uh, Second Peter chapter 5. 
Give me one second. Second Peter. Chapter 5. All right, I'm going to find it. Um, for some reason, my iPad is giving me some trouble, so we'll do it the old-fashioned way. Second Peter, and I'm almost through. Second Peter, all right, it should be First Peter. All right, I'm sorry, it was First Peter, chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, nor a filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Hallelujah. That's for the shepherd that has been feeding the flock, uh, who has not changed the doctrine or taken down uh, at all, but he has given them the word. If you love me, Peter, feed my sheep. Um, and then there's the crown of righteousness. And uh, this is given to those who love his appearing. Um, those who have been longing and anxiously awaiting him. Being faithful and, hallelujah, striving every day to be ready when Jesus comes. Henceforth, Second Timothy Chapter 4, verse 8, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me when? At that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Hallelujah. So when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, uh, it's going to be too late uh, to wish that we had been faithful or, or zealous or more careful, hallelujah, because uh, we're going to be there getting our rewards and getting our crowns, and we've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. He's referring to that millennial period because we're going to be getting our crowns and we're going to be receiving assignments. Uh, that's a whole other Bible class Hallelujah, because not only is he coming for us, but he'll be coming with us to establish his millennial kingdom. And we're even going to judge angels, the fallen angels. And he's going to give us assignments. Hallelujah. And we're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be working in this. There are going to be some of us that are going to be have assignments. And lead. He said, I'm going to make you ruler over many. Hallelujah. I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. Hallelujah, we're going to be with Jesus forever, uh, all throughout eternity. I'm, I'm going to stop here, uh, and next week I'm going to have to go into the marriage feast of the Lamb because that also is something uh, that's going to take place, uh, but we're going to be with Jesus. And while we're with him for those uh, seven years down here, there's going to be tribulation period. Hallelujah. There's going to be tribulation period. Nothing, uh, hallelujah, compared 
uh, can compare to what it's going to be like. As bad as you think things are now, if you don't make the rapture, it's going to be even worse. Hallelujah. So uh, you've got to be ready when he comes. Um, and if you haven't been busy doing what God has called you to do, if you expect to receive a reward for your work, hallelujah, check your intentions, check your motive, hallelujah, search your heart, judge yourself, examine yourself, and see if you're where you should be doing what you are supposed to be doing in the kingdom, hallelujah, living to please him, hallelujah, I don't just want to get in, but I, I want the Lord to, to reward me for the work that I've done. Uh, that means I've got to do it from my heart, not to please man, but to please my Savior. I hope I've, I've helped you. I had a few bumps uh, along the way. Perhaps I had too many notes, um, but I hope I've said something to help you. Uh, and if you have any questions, please send, send it to secretary. Uh, at greaterrefugetempledc.org and I'll, I'll be sure to answer your questions and if you want to send your prayer request. Also, uh, if you'd like to send any kind of financial donation or pay your tithes, uh, either as a member here at Greater Refuge Temple in Washington, D.C., uh, Brother Craig will put it up on the screen for me to let you know how you can do that. And for those of you who are watching me in the Bronx from Refuge Temple Annex, uh, you already know, use Givelify, uh, and those monies will go directly to Refuge Temple Annex. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for tying into this Bible study. And Lord willing, uh, we will be here next week, uh, and we'll be talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Lord bless you. Father, we love you, and we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And we ask, oh God, that the seeds that have been planted will be a blessing to those who have received your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Lord bless you until next time.